Hello, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to another episode on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. I am here with another guest. I, you know, I, I, I know that I am a broken record when I always say I'm excited for guests, and I, I truly am. That's why I have him on the show. Um, and this guest is is just another phenomenal voice. One we've never actually been able been able to uh, actually have verbal conversation, so this is exciting. And we've we've just recently kind of crossed paths, even though I think we have a lot of similar passions and interests, especially when it comes to education and STEM and robotics, which we're going to get into here in just a little bit. And, and what I'm really excited for is uh, just. The, the the perspective, the lens from the global angle that this guest brings on, as well as just what she's doing. She's just kicking butt and taking names as in, in the entrepreneurial space, as well as trying to make an impact in education. So it's it's just a nice intersection of I think of, of a lot of ideas and mindsets and skills and dispositions that I think for anyone listening is going to find this this a, a, just a fascinating conversation. And so today I am here with Anna Yaratska. And she will help me pronounce that better. I was practicing ahead of time, and so I know names are important. Um, and so, Anna, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. And before we get into all the fun and games, let's let everybody know who you are, what you do, and what in the world you got going on. Okay. Uh, it was a very good job pronouncing my name. to correct. <laughs> So, yeah, my, uh, I'm Anna Yarotska. I'm co-founder and CEO of Robo Wunderkind. And Robo Wunderkind is a tech company. Our pro- product is a robotics coding and STEM program for K-5. But what we actually do, we are blowing children's minds by giving them <laughs> a possibility to build and program their own robots already at the age of five. We believe this is very powerful. We know that this is very powerful. It helps create children. Um, like this positive uh, idea about what uh, they can do with technology and increase their self-efficacy for some careers. And uh, it's also super, super fun. So we make, we bring a lot of fun into the classroom. And yeah. we said the company started with a Kickstarter project in 2015. We were actually a bunch of uh, ambitious people like we had this idea like we want to make building robots accessible to very young children and we pitched on kickstarter building blocks for building robots and that's uh, kickstarter community loved us we raised 250,000 from backers from more than 50 countries this was so so encouraging um actually it happened like kind of overnight back then we were based in austria and um kickstarter included uh, our pitch into their newsletter and uh, for me it was a night and then i wake up and actually we see we have so many backers and we crossed 100,000 and it just keep keep coming uh yeah but then we like we also there was a journey from a kickstarter project to where we are now, we see ourselves as a solution provider for schools. We work together with school um, teams, uh, helping them develop and grow their system. So it is, of course, at the core of what we do is building blocks for building robots. Then we have visual apps for programming that don't require reading skills, standards aligned curriculum, and teacher training. So like 
from from building blocks for robots. We, now, like we, I think we kind of like we developed our thinking about what we do, and we also developed our product to make sure that we have everything a school would need to start a successful STEM and coding program. Yeah, I love that, and I want to dive so much into what you have going on. And I know even here in Iowa, um, and we'll talk, it'll be in the show notes here. We'll come back to this too. Just the opportunities that educators and schools have with the Iowa STEM scale-up grants as you are part of the, your company's part of the menu of options for educators, which is, which is really, really exciting. Um, and so, but before we do that, and I, I, I want to make sure we, we definitely tackle that because you, you've, you've said some things in there that I think are really important. I want to know a little bit more about you because you just didn't, wake up and all of a sudden have an awesome Kickstarter campaign. Like you have a pretty awesome uh, just journey yourself um, getting into this work. And so as I was prepping for the show and, and just learning more about you, um, you have a, I think a, a couple key things that I think all feed into uh, why your product and work is, is, is so successful. And, and part of that is coming back from my kind of like comic book, nerd utopia world of like what's the origin story of the superhero can can you talk a little <laughs> bit about your own origin story you have a, a a global perspective you know that not all of us have which i think is is, is a really really key component as we as we think about not just product de development and design but just our approach to life and living and, and not everybody mm -hmm. has that i know for me i've lived in the state of indiana and i moved just a couple hundred miles over and now i live in iowa so i've all I know is the Midwest and, and you have such a, a larger landscape. So could you share a little bit about your, your origin story, your journey and uh, kind of how you got to where you are now? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I'm made in Ukraine person. I, I was born and grew up in Ukraine. Uh, and then with 20, I was uh, actually finishing my bachelor studies and there was an opportunity to go for one year exchange as exchange student to Germany, which was, uh, yeah, like actually, like it was a lot of fun. I really like grasped this opportunity, really enjoyed it. And uh, I then decided to continue studies in Austria. And then I kind of like it came one after another. So I finished my one year degree and started working in Austria. And I was working. So, yeah, and here's the key thing I was like back in the days when I was picking up what I want to be. I actually didn't have that many smarter, like, I was kind of like, okay, I like math and English, what can we, and in Ukraine you have entry exams, and I was like looking, mm. so what, where, which studies, which degree um, asks for math and English as uh, entry exams, and it was business, and I was like, okay, sounds good, like, let's do international business. Years later, in my late 20s, when I actually started working, um, so I worked in investment management and consulting, and I came um, in touch with the world of technology, with the world of technology startups, which I found really fascinating. I was kind of like, but why? I actually never thought of me being able to become part of this as an engineer. Because I mean, like you can also join as a business person, but it's still like I think being an engineer is kind of like this is a super skill in my eyes. You can create uh, technologies and products, and I was a bit annoyed by why I never considered it for myself, and was kind of like looking back at my studies and my school experiences. I was like, of course, because I never, never had like like a thought that I can be engineer an engineer. Never crossed mm -hmm. my mind. I thought back then and computer science was for me like oh my god this is so boring this is for these geek guys 
<laughs> and definitely not for me. It sounds boring and theoretical. And I was like, kind of like, oh my gosh, if this happened to me, to how many people out there the same happened, that they just like were choosing their career without really knowing like of all the amazing mm. possibilities that are out there. And only because they just didn't have exposure. That's what I personally wanted to change. I was thinking like with all the technology development, how can we make sure that children don't miss out? And yeah, so like my answer to that was let's make sure they have a early exposure to technology, to computer science, to engineering in a very friendly and positive way. And then I was like, okay, how do we do that? Let's create a way for very young children to build and program their own robots. Gosh, I love that so much. Thanks for sharing. You know, and it, and it... And to kind of like stack onto that, that I was looking through it. So you, you started to see the space, you, you started to get in, you know, interested in, in this work. And then as I was looking, I seen that through your journey, you have, you've, you've also won numerous awards and recognitions for your work. Um, you know, and I noticed a lot of those are, are just, I shouldn't say just that, that, that's not the right phrase, but they are in celebration of, of like being a top, influential or business person and especially in the role of, of being a female and so i think you've already kind of alluded to this a little bit which is something that i think is really important and i think about my own children i have two daughters and when i talk about stem or computer sciences and i think we'll, we'll probably keep coming back to this is they don't know what they don't know and the only thing they do know is whatever the societal norms might be and so so many kids automatically think they're not stem think they're not math think they're not this think they're not and they haven't even tried or dabbled in it which i think is what we'll talk about here a little bit like the beauty of, of what you've created but you have won some recognitions on that so one uh that's awesome and congratulations but two can you kind of speak to the importance of that i mean i think there that's through line not just for the sake of, of females but i think about i think in this area is i think going to classrooms and 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 students who are of, of the minority things of that nature like how do we help them see themselves in these roles so can you speak to that because i think you are you you're you're, you're a living breathing example yeah. of, of of a female kicking butt and taking names and, and and doing some incredible work thank you yeah so like i think like you know like we always actually like this problem is so universal we don't have enough computer science uh, graduates we don't have enough skilled uh, engineers we don't have also like we kind of like want to have more convinced every suitable male school graduate to you know like enter our studies if we like we need to expand and that's why actually like if we want to have more computer science, uh, you know, skilled specialists, more engineers, and generally, if you, we want to increase also the share of entrepreneurs in our society, we need to make sure that minorities, underrepresented minorities, um, get a chance to, to be successful in those fields. And those underrepresented minorities are also girls and women and, and also, um, yeah, uh, as racial minorities. So, like, we do see that, like, Black... Um, um, black American students are uh, like uh, their share, the share of black American students going for, uh, for STEM degrees is much lower than the share of, of uh, white students and like white Caucasian students. So it is, it's crucial. And like statistically speaking, this should be the same, right? Like if like those obstacles right. don't exist. So we need to make sure that we kind of like work on those obstacles. And those obstacles quite often are 
uh, yeah, how much help from your family you get, how much exposure your school provides to you, and like also how many role models you you see. And, uh, I personally like very happy, and that's why like I'm actually quite I think I'm quite vocal about being an entrepreneur out there because I hope that my example uh, will be, and so I can be a role model for girls out there. But then also thinking about the racial minorities, like we. Uh, and like that's where like our work with communities come comes in because it's not just about like we need to to like we try with our school districts we closely work with that we find uh, people from the community who can also come in and like give talks or be like at the STEM night the guests at the STEM night or like uh, you know like uh, come uh, in as via Zoom call and speak to school students and say look like I'm from your community i'm like you you can you know like you can relate to me and i i am a successful computer science engineer mm. and i think this is like this is very very important that we keep doing the work to uh to just get you know like the society has to be represented in um in among those who create technology and that's important for so many reasons yeah absolutely you know so i, I think about this and I'm, I'm listening to your story and you know you're talking about these spaces that are are full of, you know, white people look like me, white males, right? This computer science space, people in these classes and these courses and and these degrees and programs. You know, how did you build the the confidence, the awareness, or or maybe there's there's another word where you're like, I'm going to enter this space because I, I'm assuming I don't know your whole whole journey and trajectory, but I'm thinking about my own education. You know, I wasn't exposed to STEM and robotics and coding when I was young. And, you know, I mean, it just it just wasn't a thing like it is now, you know, but here you've you, you've kind of broken the, the glass ceiling, so to speak. You're you're you're, you're a CEO of this of this company that's going to do so that's doing incredible STEM outreach and work for, for schools to, to kind of work through that. But how did you work through your own mindset and, and, and get into that space? Because I also think like that's. We read it, we understand it, but it's another thing to actually like put our ideas into action and, yeah. and, and do it. Yeah, so like, I think there was a couple of factors. So first of all, it took me also some, quite some time. I started the company in my late 20s. Mm. Like, so in, uh, yeah, actually I was already 30. So like, you see, like I had, there wasn't this idea going on, but, and so it definitely took me some time as well and like when i look at some graduates uh, who are now like you know considering founding their company straight out of the university i'm thinking like great like so we did some good work in, in the meantime so like that we have these <laughs> youngsters considering it that early in their careers but for me i think a couple of factors were like uh so first like kickstarter support because we didn't know you know like this campaign could have failed and we would be like okay it didn't work out but mm. like the support like the support of the community, Kisada community, saying this is a great idea. And then we also, very early in our journey, we joined an accelerator, hardware accelerator, and we rotated to China for four months. And that was super, super helpful. So I think like mm. this type of supporting structures where in the program we were at time startups, we all were asked to relocate to China. And then we lived there and worked for four months straight. And like we mostly worked like it was a lot of work but one, yeah. when you're like 10 teams together you don't feel like you are the only crazy person doing working non-stop <laughs> it is like there are ten, you know like many of us and that was super super helpful in terms of kind of just learning from each other like you know supporting each other and also 
yeah, pushing each other because it's all, there is always a competitive spirit as well in in such things. Um, and then it's yeah, like you know, like it's a journey. I think everyone goes, uh, you know, like the only person you need to compare yourself is to how you were yesterday or mm. the year before so it's about personal journey and kind of like getting being inspired by others thinking how you could learn but also not just like continuously oh they're so great and i'm not but i kind of like how where i you know like just thinking about all the way you as a personality or i as a personality had to go through and kind of like step by step growing but then i, I mean of course like there is a certain you know like brave like being brave and i think that's definitely uh yeah like some like one feature which which uh is required because indeed like i as a student you know like with Wendy, i went to austria uh like to europe uh built up my life and career there and then at some point we saw that actually we have a huge demand on the u.s market and we decided to focus on the u.s market and i relocated with my family to washington dc so i'm now um, mm. Like this, this year, I'm based in Washington DC. Actually, like it's for the, um, we're located now for one year, and like we'll probably stay longer. We'll see. But I'm I'm kind of like you know like the world is full of opportunities. I really enjoy being living in different cultures, and I'm very happy to contribute to where I can uh, to create an impact with with my life work. Yeah, gosh, that's so 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 fascinating. So you've been stateside for a year and you've been to these other places you know so as we as we start to think about your 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 company and what you're trying to do especially for the the littles the younger kids and and, and getting robotics and the coding and the writing and all that stuff in, mm-hmm. into the space what are i mean do you do you see similarities regardless of where you go are there are there differences in terms of how other like countries are, are approaching stem and computer science is it all kind of the the same kind of universal issues because you've had a chance to kind of dabble in those places i mean i'm i know kind of i know the i know what's happening in iowa i have a i would say a pretty good sense of kind of how, what, what the united states is thinking and doing i know every place is, is slightly different but you know do you do you see similarities or, or differences or you know yeah, so as, like as you've been trying to pivot yeah. So something what I definitely notice is, uh, and like this is, for example, like a challenge which Austria also faces. Um, there is a huge proportion of English language learners in elementary schools. And that's where, because so, you know, we started, we wanted a five-year-old child to build and program their own robots. So we made sure that out of three programming interfaces, we have two don't require reading skills. Because our idea was they need to start mm-hmm. early and it shouldn't be dependent on their reading skills. But then what we realized that actually at schools, we have such a huge proportion of English language learners that having non-verbal programming interface is very helpful for them because otherwise, like, they usually kind of, like, prevented from accessing some of the things they can in the lesson just because they don't speak English right. and like that was this is like very common like the same challenge is it's in in Austrian schools and in the US schools where we have like right now we have like 20,000 of users in in the US and like we face, see the same challenge and that's why like it's so exciting to hear when teachers say like those kids have an opportunity to shine which they otherwise cannot because you know like not speaking English doesn't mean they can't do like some really cool things mm-hmm. Still right. with building and programming robots. Yeah, so this is one. But like the other thing which comes into my mind, and like this is more like comparing Ukraine, 
my uh, experience in Ukraine to experience also like both in Austria and, and in the US. So like we have in Ukraine, like there is an idea that like math is the queen of sciences. <laughs> I will not dispute. It's just like, yeah, let's leave it out there. And like people really kind of like knowing math is cool. And in a way it is fun. like, so it's like, I don't know like why I didn't grow up with this fear of math, which I quite often hear mm. in, 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 yeah, in Austria and also in the US, whereas everyone's like, oh my gosh, math, so boring, so terrible. Everything is like just kind of, <laughs> I'm like, why? This is like really fun. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm still trying to understand like why that, that happens. But yeah, so like just something to kind of, that, and, yeah. like, I can tell you that there's countries which see it differently. And I think India, <laughs> all like indian culture is also more kind of like math is cool and just right. playing is cool <laughs> yeah that's so fascinating because yeah there is a, a huge thing that i know we're, we're all trying to work through in, ed- in the education space is working through that mindset where it's like i'm not good at math or i'm not a mathematician or um and it's it's yeah it, it, it's definitely a a, a real mindset and it's something that I know so many math educators are, are really working hard to like help students kind of lean into that and see themselves as being able to do it because they can, you know, and I think the same thing and we see the same stuff in, in computer science as we start to roll that out. We see that with the adults too, right? Like I didn't go to school to become a teacher to teach computer science. I can't, I can't do computer science. And it's like, you can, yes, you can. But that's the mindset that sometimes maybe unintentionally kind of, feeds itself into the learning spaces and then you know we kind of have this you know unintentional kind of narrative that we can and can't do things so that, that that's that's really fascinating and so we talked a little bit already on this and i think it kind of connects to i think the idea of bravery and and and, and seeing ourselves i love that idea of working through the english language learners for so many students where maybe english is not their their native language or it could just be a learning difference as they're trying to learn pick up their reading and writing skills what are some some other goals or things that that you're hoping for you know as as more schools start to use um your robotics kits and your programs and things of that nature um i mean because i think anybody that's involved in education especially here in the united states there are a lot of products out there right like there are a lot of these companies trying to figure things out and so what what are you aiming for i really love the language piece but you know what what are some other things because you know those are things that i think when you say it i'm reminded like oh yeah duh um but i know i don't always articulate that all the time like i should and so what what are some other things that might help educators think through like oh yeah I didn't, I didn't think about that yeah so like um it's all about also like early exposure because mm-hmm. it's again like as we as with language learning the earlier we become the easier it is for for children like children are just much more open in elementary school to exploring things and by giving them an opportunity to explore to create on their own we hope to create a very like rich foundation for everything mm-hmm. what they will meet later and like experience later when they will see oh this is like some STEM related subject, they will be able to relate to it and to connect to it. So our goal is to help children develop self-efficacy towards STEM and STEM careers and generally STEM subjects, um, also developing their computational thinking and problem solving skills. Because Mm -hmm. actually like another thing I'm 
of course, like our robot is always in the center, you know, front and center, but it's a tool. And the, I, the goal is to help children develop skills because it's not just about knowing what are parts of the robot or what, what are, you know, like the possible commands in the, in the programming sequence. It's about them thinking and developing their problem solving skills, their computational reasoning, their communication skills, their debugging skills, generally like productive struggle like resilience to failure and this is again like another important part you know like being an engineer is painful and like this is i see with our engineering team (laughs) because being an engineer you fail all the time you just kind of like you see like until you figure it out you will fail and fail and you test and it doesn't work and i'm like i'm always amazed how you know like our engineering team is like it's they like they have this really positive attitude because that's what you need. Otherwise, you will not be an engineer. You just keep trying, and mm-hmm. at the end, it will work. And that's I think like such an important skill set for engineers in general, but also for you know because any any person these days works with technology, and how many times technology doesn't work, and you need to or like you don't know how to navigate this new interface, and you need to have like some patience and like some trying out and figuring. And that's another thing we hope that we will help children build this resilience and uh, uh, kind of like so that if something doesn't work they they don't uh, associate it with their failure but just kind of keep trying yeah so kind of starting very early helping children build their skill set uh, to be successful in the 21st century but then also the second very important part and like what we realized pretty pretty early in our journey that without teachers will not get these experiences to students so that's why we see mm. teachers as also as users of our program we have we are there to support them and like we provide initial training we provide like many ways to to receive support be it email chat call us there is also a possibility to build to book mentorship sessions with us. We actually every school that works with RoboWonderkin, uh, we offer teachers to to flexibly book time with us. Either come in into our office hour and ask questions, or join one of our monthly Robo sessions where teachers come together and see what kind of questions other teachers are asking. But yeah, like our hope and like the impact I want to see, I want to also more teachers to. Uh, to, to discover that they can do computer science with Robo Wonder Kent, uh, that they can do stuff, that we develop also that self-efficacy. I love that. That's such a such a wonderful answer. And I know, you know, at the time of this recording, we've got an Iowa opportunity for districts with our STEM scale-up grant. Is that's an option for for teachers to apply for that and, and get that training and support and, and start to get some of that into their classroom. And I know there's lots of listeners that are not just in Iowa that listen to this podcast, you know, and so as, as, as this has started to roll out into schools, you know, what are, what, what, what are some of your, your favorite like success stories or some of your ahas that, that you've heard? Because I think as, I mean, as we all know, um, some of the best buying is, is hearing about other classroom experiences, and I think you're you're you're, you're aiming for that mark. I really love that, like starting kids early and young, and uh, where they can start to see themselves doing these things and working on these skills before that mindset sets in that I can't or that's not me or I am not a computer. So like right away, you know, at those young ages, um, they're they're doing it, and so I think that's that's 
to me, that's really exciting. But I'm curious as it's started to unfold and then momentum's picking yeah. up, you know, what have been what would have been some of the, so, the more awesome stories? Yeah, like so one of uh, actually like the largest user base we currently have in the US is in North Carolina. And it all started uh, in Winston Salem. So we met mm. the team uh, Winston Salem actually two years ago at the FTC in Orlando, like where I just came from, like last yep. year I was there again. And uh, we started our partnership. It actually, you know, they're the very large school district. Uh, we started with a pilot in a summer camp. And it was, I think it was like three or four teachers. And we like, it was kind of like a learning experience for both of us because, you know, like in elementary school, there's so many ways to do stuff. You have summer camps, you have after-school activities, you have some, some schools have STEM lessons, some schools have just media labs, some schools have integrated STEM into there. And that's kind of like was a very beautiful learning process for us. And like, but it's always like, you can't really copy paste it. Like you can use some of the learnings, but like what we really enjoy is working together with our district partners and like together working and testing what is the best way to roll out the STEM program in this specific school district. And at Winston Salem, we started with uh, summer camp. Then uh, in September of that next school year, that school year we uh, scaled it to six or seven schools. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was six schools. And then this year in September, we rolled it out to all 43 schools. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, yeah, like so, there, and then there's also some smaller uh, like camps. So, like, it's 47 buildings in the whole school district are uh, using Robo One again. And this was beautiful. So, like, I spent in October one week long in Winston Salem. We were doing teacher training every day. Uh, like I was kind of like it's it's really amazing to see how together we can grow um, grow uh, such a program and like by working together by giving teachers also a voice and of course like the challenges will always be there and like I, it's not like we already overcame them all but it was also beautiful to uh, you know like in our teacher trainings we asked uh, teachers also so what they think worked what didn't work that well so like that we can learn from that and and so going forward uh yeah kind of build up built on that on those learnings and and do it better and like probably my favorite quote is uh one of the teachers said like this is my favorite time of the day oh there you go (laughs) students just love it (laughs) yeah and it's kind of i know that teachers also you know like what makes them happy is when they see their students happy and uh we can create a playful atmosphere at school where they will also learn amazing things. That's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's beautiful when, when, when the educators feel that way. You know, there's something when, when kids are engaged and they're excited about the learning. Um, man, that's, that, that's when the, the magic happens. And I think anything we can, you know, I'm a firm believer. I call it purposeful play. How do we get ourselves as the educators and the adults, but also the students, you know, and that hands-on learning and how do we get engaged with the content to kind of bring that learning to life and connect it to emotions, you know, good and bad when things don't work for the thousandth time, as well as when it finally does work. Like those are the, those are the things that, that, that we, that we do remember. And so I think that's, that, that, that's awesome. You know, I want to be uh, respectful of your time here and you've shared so many Gosh, just wonderful things. And so I want to kind of come back full circle, connect some dots, and then I want to make sure that, that the listeners have a chance. So everything will be linked in the show notes to, to learn more about what you have going on and the opportunities as, you know, 
we're always trying to find ways to uh, help ourselves as educators in the classroom, as well as help our students with this learning. And so something I've been, I've been asking guests recently on this new season is, is kind of these, these two somewhat wrap up questions that kind of connect through all the things that we've shared. And so the first one is, you know, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, wow. Good question. Uh, <laughs> actually, like, it's, I'm not, it's just like something which is really on top of my mind recently. It's yeah. not like, we'll see whether it will get to the, the, the best advice. But like, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, be like a goldfish. Like, mm. And goldfish has a 10 seconds memory. They forget after 10 seconds. And this was an advice about failures because we, and like maybe I can relate to it also as a, as a female entrepreneur, like sometimes you just start ruminating, oh, it didn't work well, like, oh, what we went, like what went wrong. But actually the key is just to, okay, we made our learnings, let's just keep going. And like this mm. was, if it failed, it failed, we'll like make our learnings and just keep going. And that's, I, I enjoy very much, just not to spend too much time thinking about um, everything we didn't work or kind of like, oh, I just had something wrong with this and that. And just like, let's keep going. We, uh, there is yeah. another day. I love it. I love it. it that's, a, it, that's a really important piece because we can get caught up and we're all guilty of spending more time on the things that don't work or our mistakes than um, acknowledging the great things we do. And so sometimes we can be our, our own worst enemy. So I think having that, that, that memory of a yes. goldfish can be really, really important. And I know. Not always, in but trying, like in some cases. Yes, 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 yes. But when you're trying to create, right, when you're trying to iterate yeah. or you're working through trying to create a solution to something and things just keep not working you can really really kind of get caught in the weeds and i think sometimes it's like okay give yourself a minute let that go and let's you know keep let's plugging along <laughs> yeah yeah and the last question i have is not really a question but an opportunity for you to uh you know rave about something awesome so we've talked about a lot of great things um and so maybe there was something that you wanted to share that we didn't address or maybe it's something just completely just something that that you're really enjoying maybe it's a, a book or a tv show or or it could be anything under the sun but you know ending on a little bit of a, a positive light yeah. here so i'm gonna give you a chance to uh rave about uh something really cool that, that, that that's in your life or wherever it might be i'll let yeah. you take it however you like so i recently enjoyed very much the key uh, netflix series for all mankind mm. um it's uh yeah for those who don't know it's about like alternative kind of like universe where u.s lost lost their battle for more moon for the moon landing and soviets were first on the moon which would in turn encourage us to invest more in space exploration and what kind of how it would influence everything else and i found it so so fascinating like i'm of course i'm like you know, I, I do think that we need to invest more in space exploration. I think that science is like, you know, like I'm just so grateful we have science and scientific, actually, like also like on personal <laughs> level, you know, like we, like we just, I think we forget how, how we benefit from, from, mm, from yeah. um, scientific achievements and actually just like, okay, like a very small thing. Um, like like a very personal story so recently like a fellow entrepreneur of mine uh she um uh, so she w was uh, um 
she has a lump in her brain which had to be removed it was mm. actually not not too serious luckily like she was lucky it was discovered very early and it was actually like uh it wasn't um uh yeah like very dangerous kind but generally they could diagnose they could remove it she was back to work and she's the ceo of a startup she was back to work in two weeks after oh after the successful um yeah operation and like actually my father died in 1985 in so back in ukraine he had also a lump in his brain but there was no back then there was no device in the soviet Mm -hmm. union to even look at what it was and like i was talking to my mom my mom is a doctor and she was saying like we had these echo devices who could say there is something but there was no way to kind of like what is this and like kind of opening it like forget it like it's not and and i was like oh my gosh like it's been how many um Okay, like it's been already almost forty years, but still, like, what is forty years? It's not, like, not, 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 not much it's time. Not that, no, and like we have like this really amazing progress in in technology and science, and I think we should be all grateful. And I hope that we can inspire more people to go into technology and science and do more amazing things. That is a perfect, a perfect story. I think as we kind of wrap all this up because you're right we we do take a lot of things for granted and you you know i was just talking with a friend about the idea that you can have a stent put in your heart if you're having blockage or or problems and they literally will send you home the same day and you're like back to normal operations and i'm like but you were like they're they're messing with your heart like that is absolutely crazy and phenomenal and mind-blowing and yeah your story too holy cow yeah i mean it's and i think you know this is what's exciting about the work that you're doing and spearheading and getting this work into schools because we don't know who the next person is that's going to come up with that innovative solution. But it's also our jobs in education to provide opportunities for those kids to be that next person. And we can do that by getting, you know, products and curriculum and lessons and training that you are providing into the hands of schools and teachers and students. So we can start that at a young age and keep building that out. So that might just be what's needed to keep them moving in a path that they might have otherwise shut down. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. I appreciate all the stuff you've got going on. I know here in Iowa, we're excited, but I also know there's other states and countries that are that are are using your product, which is exciting, like like North Carolina. So, if people want to learn more, all this stuff will be at the show notes, and they want to know more about what you have going on, learn more about the company and 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 the education solution, the stuff you have. Where are some of the best places for them to go? We'll make sure we get it in the show notes. Yeah, so definitely our website, robowunderkind.com. Uh, Wunderkind is spelled German way, but like you will have it in the notes as well. So, yep. and, uh, yeah, please subscribe to our newsletter. Also, social media, we're active on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, I think that's, uh, but our newsletter is the best way to keep in touch. We'll, we'll keep you posted on all amazing things going on. And as you already mentioned, uh, State of Iowa, like amazing opportunity for to apply for a grant. It's, it's all application window open until end of February. And State of New York, like schools out there, like you also should know, we are um, we joined the smart contracting system of bosses, which is educational agencies in the state of New York. And there is a very uh, smooth way to to come on board with Robowinikin in the state of New York as well. So yeah, I am looking oh. forward to grow our user base there too. I love it. Well, I can't 
Gosh, I can't thank you enough for taking time to talk with me. You have a lot going on. You are a busy person. And so we'll make sure all that stuff is in the show notes. And so, um, Anna, thank you so much. Man, you've just inspired me and just kind of got me recalibrating my own thinking on on, on the work that I do and the schools I support and, and just reminded me of how important the, the work is moving forward and, and supporting schools to, to, to find ways to bring these opportunities to kids. And so while I believe in it, you, you've you've kind of rekindled some ideas and thoughts that uh, I need to bring back to the forefront. So so thank you for your story and sharing your, your journey and, and, and all your insights. This has been uh, just a, a, a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Aaron. My great pleasure. Hey, 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 Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs, talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Chaos.